Hello, everyone. I'm Steve, and I will be your balladeer tonight. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, before I introduce our uh, players tonight, um, I have a little bit of bookkeeping that I need to do. Uh, how many of your characters are wearing bandanas or carrying bandanas? Just show of hands. Do you have a bandana? Shauna, do you have a bandana? Uh, I thought I did in my hair. Okay. Purdy? I don't have it in my character sheet. Muted. Sorry, I'm muted. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't think I have anything like that in my character sheet. So I would say probably not. A little disappointing, but okay. Uh, Sundance, how about you? Um, I think he, I I think Sundance would have one, whether he's wearing it uh, or not currently, that's a different story, but I think I have one. That's fine. Uh, and Sula, uh, I know you have one because I made your character. Oh, I do. Okay. I was going to say you made my character and I don't see one. So I guess I don't. (laughs) You are wearing a bandana. So what that means is three out of four. This is the Paisley Posse. So say hi, Paisley Posse. Oh, no. Hey, Paisley, hi, Paisley no. Posse. <laughs> oh, I knew Jeff would hate that, but I had to do it. That was, that was such a long trick. <laughs> such a bad joke. It really was. But you know what? Little historical fact about Paisley bandanas is that they actually became popular around the time of the American Revolution, you know, colonial times, uh, although we associate them with the Wild West. So today I learned last. Sorry. Yeah. It's, you know, it's an educational screen as stream as much as I try to terrify you all. <laughs> I'll put a tag up for that next time. Educational. <laughs> educational. Yeah. See if yeah. we get a history channel uh, sponsorship. I'll start streaming from a hot tub too. Cause that's where the viewership is. I'll still wear the same shirt, but you know, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already wearing a speedo underneath. So it, it got, would work you've, out. Like every week you've expanded because it's like you had like the mustache first week, then you had the tin cup the second week. Now you've got the bandana. So it's like every week there's some additional. I had the bandana last week too, actually. Have you noticed that uh, Steven's not actually maintaining the the mustache? He's he's just letting it grow out. You see, he's not. uh, That was the compromise with my wife is that I could do it, but I couldn't keep it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 You got to keep the marriage healthy. Uh, So last week. Uh, we started at the Bartlett's house. The house was ransacked. The walls and floors were soaked in blood and it appeared that the only survivor was either cursed or changed into a consumptive, a creature the likes of which you have never seen. This appearance was terrifying. You all had to make terror checks and it also sent both Shauna and Balaam Crawley, uh, one of the other NPCs, into a catatonic state. Uh, Lots of chaos ensued. You, This creature was vomiting bile and blood. Uh, the bile was corrosive and it ate at your skin and your clothing. Uh, at one point, Sula was holding up a blanket to try and protect herself and the bile just burned right through. Uh, but that was not your only challenge. As some demonic hornets began to swarm inside this house as well and thanks to our lovely audience it became two swarms of demonic hornets Uh, these hornets seemed especially drawn to purdy uh for no reason that we can tell uh other than he's just a beautiful beautiful man 
Yeah, he's he's a leader of uh well, he's not really a leader of anything, but he's charismatic. And Purdy uh took quite a bit of damage, uh was the target of many, many stings, uh, before he threw himself into the cellar for protection. While down there, he actually found that there was uh some sort of symbol carved into the floorboards. Uh, directly underneath uh, one of the beds, the symbol was a Celtic knot with five distinct points. Fortunately for Purdy, uh, his hornet troubles ended when Sula was able to destroy uh, both of the nests that the hornets were coming out of. And as she destroyed them, uh, bones, carved bones fell out of them. And these bones were carved with runes, of a language that you've never seen before and also had that same Celtic nut symbol. So where we are starting tonight is a lot of you have retreated back to the barn where all your horses are. You've pulled the body of Rattlesnake Jake out of the barn uh, just to be away from you. You don't think there was anything to worry about, but he was covered in these welts from the hornet attacks, and you just don't want to be able to look at it right now. The rain is pouring outside. It's coming down very heavily, and yet it's still not doing anything to diminish the fire of the house uh, that is now uh, furiously burning in the background. Shauna, you are still catatonic right now. Sundance, Purdy, Sula. What would you be doing in the barn? Let's start with Purdy. What would you be doing right now? Well, uh, Purdy would, uh, Purdy has taken a significant amount of damage. Uh, and if it appears as though we have a momentary, uh, momentary bit of relief, I think he would try to be tending to anybody who, uh, who took some, some harm, uh, if it's possible, getting out of his medicine bag and, and checking in on folks, himself included, Shana. You know, so anybody, absolutely, absolutely. anybody who looks uh, harmed, he'll be he'll be helping them out. You pull out your medicine bag, and it strikes you that that bottle of laudanum that Sundance tossed you at the very beginning of that fight uh, is in one of your pockets. So you mm-hmm. take it out and you uh, go to throw it in the medicine bag, but uh, something catches your eye. You've brought one of the oil lamps here into the barn, mm-hmm. so it's dimly lit. But it's still very dark. You only have one lamp, and then you have the fire from outside of lighting. And this laudanum, you look at it, and you realize it's not the normal color that it would be. And you only know this because it's starting to glow just a little bit golden. It's emitting some of its own light right now in your hand. Ain't that a son of a bitch. Is there anything I might be able to to check here, see if I can muster some information about what I'm looking at. Uh, what would you like to try and roll for that? Well, if it's uh, if it's medical related, I would like to roll probably medicine. If it's, I could do scholar or I could do theology. If it's somehow related to, you know, some. Kind I'm not going to give you a theology on that one. Uh, I'll yeah. take either medicine or scholar. Okay, uh, they're both fifty. So. Uh, same thing. Okay. And, uh, hmm. All right. I think, uh, I will tap into one of them 
three uh, leftover jacks so I can just kick me up to 60%. There we go. All right, one of the audience jacks. And while we're talking about that, uh, last week I didn't enforce this, but I did mention it. We are going to be limiting the jacks uh, for a check. And uh, I said one last week. I think two sounds a little bit better. So you can get up to 20% on a check. Okay. Well, I needed a 60. I rolled a 49. So I'm good. Uh, that That's good. And you get a jack for yourself to keep. Okay. Good deal. You so, get yeah. to steal an audience jack, turn it into a yeah. pretty jack. That's just how Purdy rolls, man. <laughs> he takes he takes all of the various donations to the to the cause, and he puts it in his pocket because Purdy's the cause. Uh, so what is it? Uh, so I, I take it, I kind of look at it a little bit, hold it up to the light, kind of maybe shake it around ever so slightly, and I rack my brain yeah. trying to sort out what this might mean. How far are you willing to go to get clues here? Because while you get a success, just looking at it's only going to tell you so much. Well, that would uh, depend upon what the the, the role might indicate. I, I would be willing to test it, uh, but uh, probably not on myself. Probably on one of them horses or something. Okay, uh, and how would you administer that test? Well, laudanum, huh? I guess That's I what the label says, yes. Yeah. Well, I suppose what I would do is, uh, I'm sure we've got some oats and some other food and whatnot, and I would probably sprinkle some of it on uh, some of the some of the oats and things, and give it a give a little handful to Jake from State Farms Horse to see how uh, how they fare. Yeah. Uh- you hear it? I think he says, Jeff, you're a beautiful man. Do whatever you like. That's what I think he's saying. That's what I hear, too. Jeff, beautiful man. There it is. Oh, he's back now, I think, maybe. Oh, but you're muted. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you uh, put it onto the oats, whatever essence it was that was causing it to glow, what's left in the bottle is still glowing. What goes into the oats is uh, quickly diluted, doesn't glow anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at it, you definitely can tell this is not an opium tincture. There's nothing. Well, there might be a little bit of opium, but it's there's nothing from opium that would ever glow like that, the bioluminescence or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that this is some sort of custom concoction. Uh, putting it on the oats and feeding it to, uh, would it be Henry that you're feeding it to? Or, uh, oh, hell no. I would, <laughs> I'm not going to harm my very reliable mule. I will, uh, Jake is dead, right? Yes, yes. And, his and he, had, a, he had an animal, so I would probably feed right. it to that one. Sula, are you okay with us? Uh, you don't really know what he's doing. He hasn't especially declared, but you do say that he's uh, giving oats to Jake's horse. Uh, I'd probably just inquire exactly the do you uh, think you're doing there. Just making sure the horses calm down. You see, horses and sometimes can sense when their riders are in, in danger. And it's sad to say, it sounds as though uh, poor Jake is, uh, has met his end, and there might be some kind of spiritual connection between the two. And I, I imagine it might be a little anxious and. Concerned, and I'm just making sure that it's uh, 
You know, it's 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 keeping his head in the game. Is all. Uh, it seems to me a bit like a waste of um, some uh, medicine there. Oh, I got plenty. What? Don't worry. Uh, uh, no, no, I would. I, I don't think we've ever taken to drugging our horses. You haven't drugged your horses. Well, I don't know. I mean, drug your own horses if you'd like, but I don't, I don't see a reason to be uh, drugging uh, any of our horses. Okay. All right. That's fine. So did I actually get any info with uh, my check there, Stephen? Before I don't want to give yes, it to you. Did. I'm, I'm yeah. giving you trouble, but I am going to yeah. give you some info. Uh, so you can definitely tell it's not opium related. Mm-hmm. Uh, you aren't really knowledgeable in the ways of chemistry or alchemy, are you? Uh, no, no, not really. Okay. Uh, just, just as far as medicine would take it. Yeah. There's, you get a little whiff of it and it's strong. Uh, and it, it kind of gives you a headache. Uh, you're not actually eating it or drinking it or anything, but after a moment, your head clears and kind of slightly euphoric at the same time. Uh, you have the feeling because of doing this, pouring it on the oats and just being near it, that it would have some similar effects to like chloroform where Mm -hmm. like you pour it out and then there are some fumes that uh, can cause some sort of effect. You can't really tell exactly what it does without uh, ingesting it or like really breathing it in. But you can definitely tell that this is not, um, not like any sort of medicine you've ever worked with before. And this is Sid's, Sid's the one who threw this to me, right? Yes, he he found it in the uh, rubble inside the house. Sid, was this like on a person or was it just lying around? Was it with anything else? It was just lying around, correct, Valadir? Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah it was just uh, lying, lying on the floor. So I picked it up and tossed it over to you. It looked like medicine at the time. I'm not quite. Yeah verse with the with the stuff well i'm not quite sure what this is but uh and i was gonna get, try to give some testing on that there horse over there but the smile said no so uh it might have to remain a mystery for now i think uh we are all a bit too uh, worse for wear to go experimenting with medicines without any uh any guarantees of support well, if you'd have said you were just trying to experiment with something, I'm sure we could find a, I don't know, some type of armament outside that we can test on and not one of our uh Ma'am, it's, uh, it's pouring rain and there's a fire over yonder within which there were demonic hornets and uh, a creature of great and insidious evil that was trying to kill us all. If you want to go uh, looking around in the dark for an armadillo or something, well, I ain't going to stand in your way. All right, let's cut to Sundance. Uh, what are you doing uh, regrouping in this barn here? First things first, I'm checking on Dusk. I know how you know. I know how he gets. Know how he is. You know that's a that's a. Uh, he Dusk? has a person that yeah, Dusk the horse, my horse. Right, yes. right, right. I, I I was saying Dusk is uh, the most reliable horse you can. Uh, ever have even if he can be a bit of a diva at times he just knows his worth uh and while he was a little uh panicked 
from the fire in the hornets, uh, looking him down, grooming him. You can tell that he was not harmed in any way physically. All right, man. All right, it's uh, you, you, you're looking good. There's nothing to worry about. It's a shame for that uh, Jake fella, though. Um, yeah, good thing he brought you guys in here. Even though I know you, you somehow would find your way in here yourself. Uh, I know I don't gotta worry about you too much. <laughs> and that's just about it. I'm just, you know, uh, with dusk, dusk and uh. Answer, answer the question Purdy asked, but for the most part, I'm just making sure he's doing all right. Oh, and uh, let's check in uh, Shauna and Balam. Balam. Balam, yeah, yeah, Balaam. you had it. Balam, I got it. Uh, I remember. So, Purdy, you were kind of checking on Shauna before you got distracted from uh, that. Sundance, you go over and check on Shauna. Uh, how much medical knowledge do you have? Oh, let's see. Let's see. We have <laughs> almost none. <laughs> almost none. All right. So you go over there and you see oh, that wait. her head. Sorry, medicine or medicine or first aid? Because I, 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 I could, I could, I could first some aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't actually need a roll for you. I was oh, just okay. uh, seeing how, how much you actually knew. First uh, aid. So you go over there uh, and you see. You know, she got pulled in here quickly. You see that her head's just at a little crooked angle, so you're able to adjust it for her. So, you know, if she does come out of it, she won't have a kink. Um, As far as actual medical aid that can be provided to her right now, uh, without, uh, like, a real surgical kit or a doctor, there's not much you can do. She's just catatonic. I mean, you could try slapping her. You could try pouring water on her. It's not guaranteed to help. And, in fact, it's likely to not do anything. So right now, the best you can do is just make her comfortable. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, Sula, what are you doing? Uh, Sula would definitely be checking on Balaam. Same thing. Uh, he He's in the same sort of catatonic state. You've never seen him like this before, so it is worrying. Uh, the fact that it happened to Shauna too might be comforting. I don't know. You can interpret that however you like, but they definitely seem to be the same sort of state. You pull their eyelids up and you can see their eyes are like rolled up. Uh, you lift their arm and it's just limp and drops immediately. And I've got a 60 in first aid for whatever that, uh, might get me. Um, yeah. So you have enough proficiency. I'm not going to ask for a role here. Uh, but you're going to be able to like look him over. He's got no head trauma, he, you know, like you can feel for any sort of contusion or any matted blood, nothing like that. You can even kind of like feel his neck and it feels perfectly fine. It doesn't feel like anything's broken, moving the wrong way. As far as you can tell, he should be perfectly healthy. Uh, and so I, I'm just doing the smack across the face, just, you know, all right. Pouring some so for that, give me a first aid check. Okay. Uh, uh, rolled a 37 under 60. All right. So take two jacks personally. Um, and you give him a smack. Uh, you take a little bit of your canteen. You splash some water on him. Uh, it's not helping. Uh, you can tell no matter what you do, he's not going to wake up off, uh, 
from the legal resources you have here. I'll just kind of look around at the others and be like, uh, we're going to, I know Purdy, you said it's raining out, but we're going to, these two are going to need more resources than we've seemed to have got here with us. Yeah, that's true. You sure I can't go testing this thing on that horse that ain't got no rider no more? Just in case it might help your friend and our friend. Purdy? As you're saying, uh, you sure I can't test this thing? You continue talking, but as you turn around to look at Sula, you turn and you find yourself in a completely different place. You are in a wide open desert in the middle of the day. There's a tumbleweed blowing in front of you. You turn again to look around you, and there's nothing in sight except for a gallows, a wooden gallows. There are two nooses, and in the bottom of those nooses, one of them is Shauna. The other one is Balin Crawley. They, uh, they're hanging, or are they like on the verge? They're not hanging. hanging. They're on the verge. They are standing there. Uh, no hoods over their necks, but you can see that the noose is attached, and there mm. is a lever on either side of the scallows ready to be pulled. Shauna? You there? She doesn't respond. Do we still see Purdy, right? Yes. Uh, so you guys can see Purdy. Uh, he's standing there, but his eyes have just kind of glazed over like he's got a thousand yards there going on. Uh, you don't know what he's doing. It looks like he's just phased out. Uh, Purdy, what are you doing? I go up to the gallows and uh you try to move and you're willing your feet to move but it's almost as if you're paralyzed you turned around at first and you were fine moving the step like there's just a disconnect from your brain to your feet you're telling it to move and it's just not going all right so purdy will just old man yells at cloud and y'all are here. Now might be a time to show yourself. Say what you want. Say your peace. Now, Purdy, I'm not trying to upset you. <laughs> you turn your head, and you see a man dressed in a white suit. Uh, older man, uh, white hair, slicked back, kind of goes down to his shoulders. He's got a little uh, black bolo tie on. Uh, doesn't look familiar to you. Mm. Does he smell familiar? It takes a give me a theology check. A long whiff. All right. This is going to be a narrative success. You're going to succeed, but I want to know how well you succeed. Forty-one under seventy-nine. He smells exactly. Like your first exorcism. Smells of blood and sweat, panic. You know exactly who this is. Oh, Zeke, I tell you, my name's Purdy, but you're the one who looks it right now. You clean up good. Purdy, I know who you are, my son. 
I ain't your son. I ain't no son of yours. You're as close a son as I'll ever have. <laughs> I don't know which one of us that's sadder for. I reckon it's you. I have to say, you've turned into quite some man. All thanks to me, I reckon. <laughs> no, I don't think it was thanks to you. I think I had it in me one way or the other. Maybe you just precipitated it a bit faster is all. Oh, it is just good to look at you. He walks up to you and he kind of like puts his hand on your shoulder. Pretty look at it. Pretty's basically kind of quaking a bit in his boots, but he's trying to play it cool. He just kind of looks down. And you wanted to you wanted to have a chat. You didn't have to go through all this trouble. Oh, Purdy, this isn't any trouble. This is what? This is just fun. Yeah. It's fun for one of us at least. Wanna do me a favor real quick there, Zeke, and just uh let my friend and that fellow over there just let him go. They ain't got nothing to do with this. You and I could we could chat oh, on to the end. I'm of time. sorry, I I forgot they were uh, hanging around. Uh, I'm sorry, forgive me. No, no, I'd be happy to let one of them go. Just one, huh? Just one. And I, I know you're quite fond of that, that little lady up there. So let me uh, give you a little bit of bait. That other one, he knows how you can get to me. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, man, you're giving me so much to think about, you know. I mean, you really made a, a difficult decision. You know, it's, uh, I had to kind of labor on it some, you know. Though I picked that strange fella who may have some kind of information that might be useful to me. Or may not. Not like you a truthful son of a bitch. So, uh, oh, I'm, I'm hurt. You wound me. Yeah, one of several that will be to come, I'm sure. I think you go no, ahead and just let my friend There's go. no reason we can't be civil. I think I've been nothing but civil. Coming here with your fancy tricks, pulling me out, waiting for my folk, making so I can't move, threatening me with my friend and some fella you're dangling a carrot in front of me. No. Nah, you're just pulling all the strings right now. I ain't gonna play your little game. Oh, pretty, pretty, pretty. My son, you are already playing the game. You're just There's that word upon. again. There's that word again. I don't much care for it. Not coming out of your mouth. I know that ain't your mouth, really. It's just some poor schmuck that... Just sitting around as your suit this time. Oh, it is quite a fancy suit, isn't it? I, I'm oh, it a little partial good. to it. It looks good, all but right. But speaking of games, you, you said that you wished to save... Uh, what was her name again? Oh, I think you know her name just fine. Shanna. You know what it is. All right, Shanna, Shanna. And he'll start walking towards the gallows. 
Purdy will try to follow, but assuming he won't be able to. Uh, you can actually follow this time. Mm-hmm. You will. Now, like I was saying, we are playing games here. And the question is, are you going to be a pawn that I have to sacrifice? Or am I going to be able to raise you up to be a queen? That's an interesting question. I wouldn't have picked you for a man of civilized game like chess. I figured you more of a poker fella. You uncivilized masses, unwashed, gambling away without any kind of strategy or tactics, just hoping. Purdy, again, there's no reason we can't be civil, but I'll no admit reason. I am I am no a little reason. partial to First time we to met a card game myself. First time we met, you killed their kind man who taken me under my wing under his wing, I should say. I can't imagine there ain't plenty of other men and women you killed along. And now you're threatening me with one of my my dear friends. No, I think civility was uh, was chucked out the window. And it wasn't me who did it. I'll make a man out of you yet, Purdy. Uh, come on up here. I, I believe I've forgotten. Uh, now, I think that this lever goes to him right there, and that lever goes to her right there. Uh, why don't you go ahead and pull it? Pretty without hesitation, we'll pull it. I am playing his game. I'll pull it. You pull the one that he told you goes to Balaam, right? Yeah. Whichever one he told me to the, pull, I'll pull right off the right off the bat. Without even hesitation. The hatch below Shauna falls and she plummets. And you hear the sound of the crack of her neck. And that's where we will cut to Shauna. Shauna, uh, we're going back a little bit. Okay. You're a uh, You've been in a state like this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't my first rodeo. The difference is before you've had another personality affecting you, afflicting you. This time, it, it's not necessarily a, a personality, but there is another presence. Okay. And you are just having a fitful dream over and over you are just falling and tumbling and then you hit the ground smack and then you're falling and tumbling and you hit the ground smack and each time you're falling there is something else falling next to you it is a white rose with five thorns along the stem you reach out You try to grab the rose. It's always just past your fingertips. You fall, smack, hit the ground again. You're falling. You reach out just for something. Mm -hmm. Smack, you hit the ground again. Until finally, you find yourself falling. And this time, there's a noose around your neck. Give me a... We'll go with some sort of reflexes skill, probably acrobatics or dodge here, to try and reach this rose. Okay. I'm shooting for 33. And I failed. I got an 82. 
All right. You reach out and for the first time you touch the rose and you think that you can grab it, but those thorns dig into your hand and you instinctively yelp and pull it back. There's blood running down the stem. And you see looking up that you're falling and that rope is beginning to tighten and tighten. The coil is running out till you, that time, it's not the smack of the ground. It's your neck cracking. Sundance, Sula, what are you two doing while uh, Purdy is in this fuse state? Trying to shake Purdy out of the fuse state. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, give me uh, first aid. Uh, Sula knows first aid. So if she wants to help, you get plus 20. Yeah, or you, could, put give, that in chat, or you like, could give Sula plus 20, whichever one you like guys want to do. Round two of smacking uh, a fella in the face and throwing water on him and trying to wake him up. Let's, let's see if my luck is uh, <laughs> yeah. any different. Birdie, Birdie, uh, you in there? And I'm just shaking him and just smacking him. And I got, uh, hey, that is uh, a. <laughs> uh, uh, it's an 83. Oh, no. Your laugh. I can never tell if you're excited or you're just disappointed. <laughs> it is very much. I don't know. I'm just laughing at how horrible I'm rolling. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, not going to make the airplane joke where someone smacks and then someone's behind him with a lead pipe ready to hit him. And then someone is <laughs> a chain. bat coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are shaking him. Uh, not violently not like enough to hurt him. Uh, but he is just gone. He's out. You dump a canteen on him. Nothing. Can I hurt him this time? If if you could absolutely hurt him. <laughs> However, he has been hurt quite a bit from these hornets. Keep that in mind. It's not worth. <laughs> if you he's hold it to. <laughs> I was just gonna punch him. Like the the gentle smacks okay, uh, weren't working. I'm just gonna. No, punch no, that's him. fair. We're gonna do a narrative success here. You're gonna succeed no matter what. Give me a melee. Uh, Purdy, this will not kill you. Like he's not going to be able to just instantly kill you with a punch. Uh, let's see what we got. This is where he gets his crit. Would you like any jacks? <laughs> we have two audience jacks. I'd use one audience jack. Yes. Okay. So let's see what we got here. So Anita, fifty-five. <laughs> needed a 55 i got a 56 so that's it's okay it's okay yeah. it was a narrative success like i said uh so you automatically succeed uh however you punch him and it kind of like knocks him down um sula is there to kind of grab him and put him back up and his knees lock back into place he's got a shiner now uh you're not taking any damage jeff uh but does not wake him and then the two of you hear a violent crack. You look back at Shauna and Balaam, and Balaam's neck is 90 degrees. Well, what? who the hell did that? <laughs> I, 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 did you, I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? Well, I was a bit too busy um, punching Birdie in the face to notice anything that's going on back there. Um, I'll apologize. So, so you <laughs> you punched Purdy and his neck broke. Well, um, I'll be honest, that's never happened to me before. Usually when I punch one person, 
that's the person who takes uh, whatever damage that I, that I cause. So I can't explain this one. Although a lot of things have been happening at night that I can't uh, really explain. So there's that. As much as I love this line of dialogue, this is fantastic. Uh, Purdy and Shana, you both come to at the same time. I'll immediately look over at Shana. Yeah, she's grasping at her throat, just wheezing. You all right, girl? Uh, my, I, uh, I thought my neck snapped. Well, it kind of did. I, 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 hold, wait, wait. I, I don't understand. Why, why are you back? Why isn't Balaam back? What? I, well, I don't, his, 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 his head is a, a bit of a different angle than what it's supposed to. So I don't think Balaam is coming back. I'm sorry to say. Uh, I know this might be hard to, to hear, but. We have to come with the terms of a reality, as it were. I want to hear from, from one of you. What's ma'am, ma'am. Uh, is, is Sula a believer? And uh, this, is, this is actually one of his, uh, his sundries expertises. I can identify true, true believers and those doubting their faith. Is, does Sula give off the vibe of a believer? Uh, that's entirely up to you, Melissa. Uh, no. So, uh, Purdy will look over and he'll say, uh, I know this is probably going to be hard. I believe I get a sense that you are not one for believing. But if you've learned anything from tonight's events, it's that there are unexplainable evils in this world. And we have been victim to one very insidious demon that has, well, I don't want to say haunted me. Sometimes that's that's overstating it. But we have had a run in or two. And I'm afraid to say, your man Balaam there, you know, he was the latest victim. And at that, Shauna will kind of cough and, and she'll add on to it. Some people are more open to instances such as this. Uh, normally, it's confined to when I'm performing a seance but uh, sometimes if it's strong enough it could possess you so let, let me let me uh let me let me get the right of this you the two of you have your own beliefs that i, I that somehow got my f- companion neck snapped that's oh, not man. how that works he was open to it and then a demon killed him. And why uh, Why on earth would a demon kill him if he's got a bone to pick with one of you two? Uh, well, he has no bones with me. Well, uh, your friend died there. Because he was 
Very unfortunate. I don't want to say you, uh, you picked a bad place to squat for the eve, but that's part of it. The other part is that, well, demons don't much care one way or the other about what we want or don't want. They want something, they take it. And today, they wanted your friend Balaam. For so what? For what end? For what purpose? To hurt, yeah. harm you, harm us, to amuse them. And Sula's just uh, not uh, satisfied with the answers that she's getting, but doesn't really seem like better answers are coming. Um, and so Sula's just going to kind of go out if there's a back door to kind of this barn area, if there's like a little bit yeah, of an yeah. overhang just outside where she's not like walking out and like, you know, there's double doors on both sides so that a wagon can be pulled straight through. Right. Uh, so you can push out one of the doors and just kind of like stand alongside the wall where it protects you from most of the wind and the rain. You still get hit here and there, but it's not nearly as bad. Full on the dramatic, like heaving the door open in anger, heaving the door closed in anger and sullenly standing outside. And uh, as you're standing outside, it it hits you. Th- this night's gone completely awry. You were just planning on staying the night and continuing to travel on. Balaam was the only one who knew where you were going. And he said that you were only a day's ride away. So you are feeling just along with the sense of loss from your companions, you're lost because you don't know where you're going next. And the last thing Sula wants to do is be reliant on these assholes that just got her friend killed for inexplicable reasons. All right. Uh, are we fine with you guys staying the night in the barn then? Yeah. Once she leaves, Purdy will go to get up and be like, ah, what the hell happened to my face? Oh, man. Oh, look around. She hit me while I was out. No, um, uh, unfortunately, that one was me. Uh, I'll admit that. I apologize, but you just weren't answering to the gentler means, so I had to, you know, okay. try yeah. more rough approach. That's an interesting tactic. Uh, remind me not to make you angry. Ugh, man. So the four of you begin to bed in for the night. Uh, Sula spends uh, however long she wishes out there, but eventually she comes in and she starts settling down too. Uh, Your horses were not actually unsaddled, so you have to unsaddle them. Uh, You roll out some bed rolls. The barn is fairly crowded. There were only a couple stalls in here. Now you have several horses, uh, a donkey, a wagon, uh, and uh, several people looking for space to Sula, you uh, start making space with both uh, your equipment, Jake's equipment, and Balaam's equipment. Mm -hmm. And as you're just taking stock of everything, you find a letter inside of one of Balaam's saddlebags. A letter you've never seen before. Would you like to read it? Uh, Sure. Uh, 
It reads, Mr. Balaam Crawley, just as we have no need to introduce ourselves, you have also caught our attention as the man who can get the job done. You have proven able to conduct yourself admirably in intricate circumstances. Commendable as that may be, our greater curiosity lies with your more recently acquired endowment. We need not tell you our manner of divining your secrets, as we expect your companion shall be delighted to inform you of its own methodology. Perhaps you would consider an offer of employment, as we have found ourselves in need of further reliable hands. You will find that while in our employ, your bellicose inclinations will be thoroughly exercised and your companion's needs adequately satiated. If you accept, please arrive at your earliest convenience. Signed, Eleanor. And I am assuming that Sula does not know who L and R Correct. refers to. So Sula's just going to kind of mutter to herself, just, Balaam, what the hell do you get yourself into? She's just kind of rereading, just trying to see if any of the words make any sense to her. Uh and- we were headed in a particular direction, and we were about a day away. Yes, you were headed uh, east. Uh, so you actually came in the same way that the rest of the group did. And so she'll just sort of ask, just generally, is there anything noteworthy about a day in that direction yonder? I find myself in the very unfortunate position of having been a... Uh, rider in a group that was uh, not given all of the details of where we were headed and unfortunately uh, the individual with that information is now deceased Uh, I think the one of you that would know the most about the area would be Sundance Sundance would you want to give me an awareness skill maybe navigation or tactics Uh, you can negotiate with me if you think something else would fit better not tactics, tracking. Navigation or tracking? I'll do tracking. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have an audience, Jack, if you would like to use it. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what I can get without it. All right. Is, what is. I guess a 90. I got a zero and then a 90. So that's 90. Oh, no. 90 is an automatic failure. Even if you had 100%, 90 is an automatic failure. Uh, Your luck has not turned around. I'm going to keep giving you uh, calls to try and get you to pass one. Maybe by the fifth session or so, you'll (laughs) you'll get one of them. Uh, I used all my luck in the first session. (laughs) I can no longer do anything. All right, so it's a narrative success. Like, this isn't something that's, like, pass-fail. It's just a gradient of how much you know. Uh, as far as you know, heading east will take you to the Old Wagon Road. Uh, this road goes north-south. Uh, it passes through Perseverance, down south to, uh, almost to El Paso, and it continues up north to uh, uh, several forts uh, that are in Apache territory. Uh, fairly close to you guys is Fort McRae. Uh, however, that fort was decommissioned about two years ago. Uh, not much uh, is happening there anymore. So if you head east, you get to a very major road that goes north and south. 
and a day away ish could lead to a lot of different places. I relay all of that information. Ah. <laughs> uh... Any chance any of you are familiar with any folks over there that might go by the initials L and R? I'm grasping at straws as I seem to be uh, almost as bad as a horse without a rider, though I apparently now have three horses and one rider. That doesn't seem to help me out much. I'm sorry, man. Uh, uh, initials I don't think sound familiar. It's up to you guys whether they are familiar or not. If you know anyone with the initials L and R. Hmm. I don't think Sean has met enough people in like Perseverance. I mean, we out, yeah, we're out a bit west, so uh, Birdie's more of a probably doesn't have a major network out here yet. Circuits are probably dry. I want to say I might know someone with uh, those uh, initials, but I'm not sure if they're, they'll be out uh, so far west. I find myself in need of any, uh, any bit of a lead. Would be uh, much appreciated. Well, uh, sorry. Why are you asking? Uh, well, I have this very uh, vague letter here from a traveling companion who was leading us somewhere to meet someone. And uh can't say, I mean, you can read it if you want, but this is just a whole lot of, whole lot of words that tell me not a whole lot of information uh yeah i'll i'll read it and then you know shanna will grab it and she'll read over it if you let her and she's gonna ask you uh what exactly was mr balam's companion do you know what they're referencing i do not i mean i was a companion jake was a companion i uh, no beyond that no nor do i know validate correct me if i'm wrong but i I don't think that i was aware of any recent endowment no no uh the only thing that happened recently was that balaam told you guys that he had heard of work and he was taking you that direction i mean we were looking for work we hadn't just come from work so i don't I don't know what he had uh, found himself endowed with, but it did not appear to be a coin. Hmm. What were you all uh, heading out to do after this here uh, job at this homestead? I imagine we might want to Inform the surviving Bartlett's of what befell her brother. 
We did do. Uh, did you guys find any signs of her husband? Mm. Well, he didn't. Just the one. We found plenty of blood, suggesting yeah. maybe uh, he meant an untimely end. Quite possible. Oh, uh, yeah, we'd definitely be heading back to Perseverance. Did you want to hitch on over that way with us in the morning? It would appear that I have a little bit directionless at the moment, but this uh, letter does mention employment, and I don't know if any of you all would consider yourselves folks who uh, get the job done, but perhaps this L and R might be okay with uh, replacements of sorts. I guess that would depend entirely upon the job, but uh, I have neither a plan nor next job lined up. I go, well, I would say where the Lord takes me, but I am directed by other powers. Perhaps this is an indication I should be uh, traveling with you after all. I do feel a bit indebted to you after the death of your, your friend there, so... And at that, Shauna gets a little cross and be like, now, listen here. He didn't kill your friend. It was a goddamn demon. And if you don't believe in that shit, that's not my fucking problem. But don't go placing blame where blame does not belong. You're welcome to come with us to Perseverance, but keep your opinions to yourself. And then I will do no such thing. My opinions will absolutely come out of my mouth. And if we're going to travel together, you had best find it in your soul to be able to hear an opinion when it happens to you. Cause it was not your friend who just somehow had his uh, neck snapped. uh, Not that too many hours ago. Uh, If you recall my neck snapped as well. It just wasn't in the physical realm. You're still standing here uh, talking to me. So uh, hurts regardless. Find well, your beliefs. That's nice. You've got plenty of eleven breaths to uh, deal with those feelings there. No, and, uh, no, my no. friend here does not. No, if we're going to be traveling together, then we this animosity. We don't need all this animosity here with uh within this here party. So I understand we may have uh some uh things that are upsetting that upsets us, but uh. Let's just let's just keep him to ourselves for now until we at least get to perseverance. This is y'all spend all this time together, and you uh, you don't disagree. You don't have thoughts and share them, and have some differences of opinion. This is not y'all just uh, sing to the harmonic every night, and uh, I mean that's different than blaming death on someone. I'm but that that Shauna will just kind of like stand. Dust her pants off and be like, I'm going to bed. Good night. And Sula just sort of stands with her arms crossed. All right. And after uh, a few of you go to bed, tensions begin to calm down. There's still a lot of strong emotion underneath. uh, A lot of awkward silences. 
but you manage to finally get some rest. Uh, when you finally do go to sleep, it was probably like two in the morning. Like it, it was a long night. Uh, the rain begins to slow down uh, probably around six or seven-ish. You have just lulled yourself to sleep to the pitter-patter sound, the rain on the roof. You guys can wake up whenever you wish. Uh, when you wake up mid-morning-ish, there is still a bit of rain. The area around you is just soaked. Uh, not necessarily flooded, although you can see that there is a gulch uh, just to the east that did flood. For the most part, it, it's navigable, but it'll be difficult. The way you guys came was through the desert to the west, the Hornada del Muerto, and that was so you could save about half a day travel. The wagon trail is much more reliable to travel, but it's about two days instead of a day and a half. What are you guys, uh, which direction do you want to go, basically? How fast do you want to be traveling? Do you want to get back as quickly as possible? Or are you fine going a little bit slower? This rain is definitely going to change the landscape a little bit. When it comes down that heavy, it washes out certain places. Gulches fill up and they're still going to be full uh, for the next day or two. So uh, what's your plan? Purdy will uh, defer to Sid on that. Or Sundance, excuse me. Uh, but could Purdy have uh, have rolled a medicine test to kind of aid his his natural healing, as he is not feeling too well? So at some point before tonight or in the morning, before we get going, can I assist? Because uh, let me double check this. Because I, I got believe the it's yeah. You, you get got your you get your gumption per day gumption. in in but you can also roll once per day medicine or first aid, and you get an additional point back per jack you get on the test. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to burn the jack I have. Uh, uh, I can assist. I got a 42 in medicine. All right, so get another 20% there. Another 20%? Okay. Yeah, for her being proficient. All right, so then with my jack and her 20, that's uh, I need an 80. And I rolled a 22. Crits All right, you're... You're almost max jacks. So that's, uh, that's basically. You got five there. So yeah, I get, so counting my gumption, I would get 10 back. So I get gumption four plus the six. Or wait, is that right? Did I count that right? No, five. five. I got five. Yeah. Some nine back. All right. Yeah, uh, and everyone else. Uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Everyone else, you get uh, back whatever your gumption is. Uh, and Sula. I believe Eladir, did the rain stop enough that I could have slept outside. You could have oh, slept yeah. outside. It would have been a wet night. Okay. Um, that's fine. Um, Cause I have my under the stars. After a full night's yeah. rest, recover yeah. an additional vitality and lucidity. We'll say that you, uh, you were so mad at them. You didn't want to sleep under the same roof. Hmm? Uh, you kind of slept with your back to the barn, like in a seated position. Yeah. Uh, so you count outside. There's a little bit of mud around you in the morning, but it's not too bad. Oh, but does that apply to uh, getting lucidity back? Lucidity actually comes back by the hour. 
So you should be, you should all be fully healed on lucidity. Okay, cool. Sula, I know Caustic could have taken away some gumption, but I think you passed the roll that would have taken away a gumption. You are at full gumption now, right? Three? Yes, I am. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that you got the right number back. I do. Thank you. Of course. So what is your strategy then? Uh, Do you want to go back through the desert, which would be a faster way back? Or do you want to try and take the wagon route? Uh, I mean, Shannon will vote for the wagon route because we don't have as much urgency. Uh, And Sula uh, is riding a horse and managing two other horses. So the wagon route would seem fine to Sula. Well, you can hook one of them up to the wagon if you like. Mm -hmm. And then just one has to trail behind you. Uh, Yeah, we can uh, do that. Yeah, definitely. Wagon trail is the best way to go. And yeah, we can hook them up to the wagon. All right. So it's probably around noon. By the time you guys get up a little bit late to make up for the late night, you make breakfast. You're waiting for the rain to stop a little bit more for the sun to finally come out, start to dry things up. However, you don't want to wait another night here. So around noonish, you guys decide you got to get going while you can. Uh, and and Shauna will turn to Sula. Uh, would you prefer to should we lay him to rest here or do you want to take him back to perseverance this place is tainted so i don't recommend here uh i would would agree with that um he was a there are two of them remember oh yeah jake and balaam yeah uh uh he is a man of the travel, so I, I would have just uh, buried him just outside this, but I do uh, appreciate your note about the land, so maybe we can find an appropriate place. Maybe go uh, out a couple miles. As we make our travel. I'd be happy to speak some words for him if you if you so inclined. If not, I understand. I, Jake, for sure, uh, would have wanted that, and uh, while you're at it, I don't think Balaam would uh, take offense. Yes, ma'am. So if we have any extra tarps, Shannon will help get them wrapped up, and then we'll get right. each one slung over their horse. Uh, or you can put them in the back of the cart. Oh, third uh, room, yeah. I'll hang on there. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that big a cart. And them, uh, them, them serpents ain't going to react too well i mean probably one of them we can get back there but uh the serpents all right uh, so probably get a little you, you get them you get them stowed away and you set off um the initial traveling is a bit slow the cart especially uh the wheels are getting stuck in the mud quite a bit however soon enough you make it uh to the uh path that leads east uh i say path it's a trail it's been used before not often by a wagon but occasionally it does seem likely that the bartlett's had a wagon 
considering their barn had the doors on both sides for a wagon to go through. However, you did not see it. We're going to hand wave a bit of this travel. You're going to make your way through the canyons. There's one point where a gulch filled up so much that you had a bit of trouble getting the cart through. However, between all the horses, the group of you working together, you managed to make it. The cart got stuck a little bit in the middle. You guys had to get your feet wet as you push on it. You had the horses pulling. Henry was going as hard as he could, and he wasn't happy about it. But you get through. You make it past the... Well, it was supposed to be the ruins of Fort McRae. Like I said, it was decommissioned two years ago. It had a wood fence and adobe buildings that don't last long without repair. However, as you're passing by... Uh, you see that it's actually in pretty good condition. Uh, the wooden palisade is holding up fine. The gates are wide open. You can see the adobe buildings inside. Uh, it looks like there's been some work done on them. It could be that the government's planning on coming back here at some point uh, to reestablish a presence, but you haven't heard anything about that. The bridge by Fort McRae that crosses the Rio Grande uh, has had some uh, planks and uh, supports uh, taken out by this rain. Uh, looks like a few of them were washed away. This is actually in worse condition than the fort that's been abandoned, despite this being used quite often. You're able to make it cross okay. And you continue traveling. The first day ends uneventfully. Uh, you find a place to camp uh, alongside the road. Uh, you go ahead and regain more gumption. Uh, Purdy, if you want to do another medicine check for the next day, you can. Uh, Sula, you get your sleeping under the stars here too. If anyone else uh, needs a mezzan tech, I can do it. I'm pretty much good to go. But if anyone's like lingering injuries and such that are slowing them down. Nope. I did no damage. I took no damage. <laughs> <laughs> good to go. <laughs> yeah, Sula is good now. Okay. Uh, is there anything that you guys would have liked to have done during that day that I skipped over? We good? Can we heal Joe? Uh, Joe, I, I've taken care of her sheet, yes. Perfect. And she's there with you guys, but she's just going to be passive for now. You just killed her. Uh, Sula, you will notice that Joe has been eyeing those McClellan saddles uh, that the three of you have. Uh, and you have a feeling that once you get back to Perseverance, she might make an offer for buying one of them. Understood. Uh. The next day, you feel a bit more confident. Things are going slow, especially with the rain. You feel confident that you could make it to Perseverance in a day, but it would be a long day. There's a chance that you won't make it until the third day. You're continuing on. This is very dry territory. Despite the rain, uh, everything's kind of dissipated. The rain is nice because it keeps the dust down at least. You're not seeing as many dust clouds as you would before. The Rio Grande, which is normally just a trickle this time of year during a dry summer, it, it, it's basically a creek, and it's really pushing the sides of its banks right now. Uh, there are places it could possibly be over, uh, flooding over, which is nice to see. But about mid-morning on the second day, you finally get out of most of these mountains. You get to a bit more desert-like area. A bit more flatland, I should say. And that's when three of you, plus Joe, 
hear a familiar sound. Sula, you haven't heard this before. Uh, so you're looking around and you look around and the, the rest of them just all immediately look up in the sky. And you see a vulture casually soaring to the east towards some flat desert area. And you see it circle for a bit before it begins to slowly glide down. And that's where you see that there are several vultures in a crowd uh, furiously eating at something, some sort of carcass possibly. Uh, They are pecking uh, at each other, fighting over it. Uh, Does that sound another one of these things that you all seem to know what it is? Uh, I mean, we don't know, but we heard it when we were on our way. Yeah. It's a little unnatural. A bit strange. Any of y'all see what it's eating out there? Uh, can we see or is there too many um, vultures in the way? I would like an observation check from whoever's trying to see. The old man will give it a go. Yes, old men known for their keen eyesight. Hey, man. You can get really uh, mad passed. at me. <laughs> 38 over 76. 38. So take your jacks, too. Uh, Purdy? I just feel bad because I feel like I roll really well and Sid rolls really bad. And I want to <laughs> share the love here, but I rolled a Well, 15. the difference is that Sid doesn't cheat and Jeff does. <laughs> I tried to cheat my life. I never cheat my life. You rolled a 15? I rolled a 15. Okay, uh, did anyone else try to see? Uh, I did. I, I, I give I, it a try. Yeah. Uh, Sula, are you trying? Uh, no, I've got something after they do this. Observation, okay. right? Observation, yes. <laughs> 21 out of 39. Hey, there we go. It was a narrative success, but you got it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh that's so, one jack, right? Or it doesn't account for narrative successes. No, it still counts. It still counts. Cool. Yeah. So as long as you get a full 10, you get a jack for each, each full 10. You are looking, uh, and at first you just continue traveling along the trail. That actually takes you a little bit closer. It's off to the side. You're not directly headed to it, uh, but you keep going. As you get closer and closer, you see the edges of this crowd of buzzards. Uh, is it a flock of buzzards? I don't know. I should have looked that up. We'll go with murder because that's what you do for crow. Murder of buzzards. You see that there are wooden stakes, maybe? It's a committee. Uh, a committee? Is it really? It's a committee or a kettle. If it's uh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, I, I saw a wake. A wake is All right, cool. so I like we... that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's a good oh, wake. one. Let's good. Go with I wake. see both, but I like wake better. So there's a wake of vultures uh, and from outside the group, you see that there are stakes driven into the ground and some ropes uh, that are tied and taut that go into the group of buzzards. Looking past that group, you see that there are at least a dozen other stakes also driven into the ground nearby. However, there aren't any other areas. You kind of cut out. Yeah, so uh, part of there, that was connected. To there the are at least a dozen stakes uh, yeah. uh, hammered into the ground nearby. 
However, there aren't any uh, buzzards around those stakes. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, Shauna's going to pull off on her horse and uh, start heading over. I I hope some poor innocent person isn't stuck up in this, but I got a bad feeling. When was the last time you had anything but a bad feeling, to be honest? Uh, Before the possession. Yeah. (laughs) And then she just kind of goes faster. Hmm. If any of you are proficient in, uh, let's say, scholar or uh, maybe logic, uh, let's say scholar. If any of you are proficient in scholar, you could uh, try a narrative check here. Uh, I have, I, I have 50 in Scholar. All right, go ahead and go for it. I wasn't sure. Cause doesn't Scholar have like the subcategories and whatnot? Yeah, it does have subcategories. Uh, I'm not necessarily going with that right now though. Uh, just okay. because we're doing such a short, uh, run. Uh, All if right. you have Scholar, you're generally considered to be well-read. I'll burn two of my, uh, two of my jacks to get it up to a 70. And that's a 47. All right, so at some point, Purdy, you've read uh, maybe a dime novel or just some newspapers from towns that you're not actually, that you've been passing through. Uh, There have been many stories of very inflammatory stories that you can't necessarily trust of Apaches that would torture white settlers by staking them to the ground in the desert for buzzards to eat alive. That's immediately what comes to you right now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hang on, hang on there, Shanna. I'm not going to put too much stock in the veracity of uh, these claims, but I have read on occasion there are certain certain folk Apache. If you believe it, and I'm not saying I do, I have not witnessed it for myself, but apparently, uh, torture and execution, maybe. This is a this is possibly a method for that, uh, specifically for settlers and such. Though I suppose it's possible some of those folks are currently getting uh, devoured by them vulture. If you believe the stories, which I am not saying I do. So then we should see if they're alive. That would be uh, that would be the kind thing to do, I suppose. So after this, you'll see Sula pulling out both of her pistols and kind of before she quite has them out, she's going to say like, just leave this to me. And she's going to pull both of the pistols out and kind of hold them up. And then she's going to kind of soundlessly walk away from this area. Yeah. So she dismounts uh, holding the pistols. Uh, you don't even hear like a thud. She's so graceful as she hits the ground. Uh, she starts walking away. You can't help but think she has such a practice step tracking in the wilderness. She knows exactly how to step that she won't even uh, get on a rock that scrapes against another rock. Very light footed. Uh, not a single sound coming from her as she heads out to check. Are the rest of you fine with her tracking by herself? 
pretty he's not much of a tracker he'll uh you leave the this sort of job to folks who are good at um i want to try a tracking role and maybe flink off to a different side she hasn't exactly made friends, so if everybody was like, meh, she can go take a look, that'd be fine, too. Hey, what do you say we take her horses and get the hell out of here? <laughs> Let those buzzards take her. She was very rude to me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Purdy, but I uh, just can't let them go off on their own. Oh, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just having a bit of fun is all. I got Shana, what'd you get? 48 over a 61 for tracking. Okay, uh, so you're going to start flanking around. What specifically, like, tracking are you looking for? Um, or I guess I should have done, uh, like, stealth. Yeah, it's too late for that. You're tracking. Yeah. Um, she's going to be tracking to see if there's been any uh, footprints or anything nearby. Um, like, if this was, like, a recent staking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sula, we'll get to you in a second. Shauna, uh, the rain is helpful in two ways, and it's also unhelpful in certain ways. The rain means that everything is smooth, and if there were any sort of tracks, they would still be fresh. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything recently probably would be leaving footprints, things like that that would be very easy to follow. However, if there were tracks before the rain, they would be gone. Got it. Okay. And right now they are gone. Sula, you start walking forward and you get very close to the buzzards. They don't even notice you at first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually one of them like looks up as it's like ripping at something. You still can't quite see because the crowd is so thick and it just kind of hops backwards and it flaps out its wings before it goes back to continue feasting. As you get closer, you see that there is a person staked to the ground right now. Judging by the meat and the buzzards covered in blood, the odds of that person being alive are very slim. Okay. Uh, I think what Sula would do at this point is put one of the pistols back in the holster leaving the other pistol up in the air and then just let off a shot up into the air. Your shot rings out across the desert. The buzzards uh, immediately pull back. They're squawking at each other. They scuttle away and they start taking off flying. A few of them don't go very far. Uh, They're waiting to see what you're going to do but most of them do take off. You see that this person uh, was a man, obviously dead. Uh, This is a corpse now. The stakes themselves are white. Looking closer, you can see that those are bone as well, and they have runes carved into them that exactly match the bones that you got from those nests. Moving from the stakes to the person, the rope appears to be some sort of hide that's been twisted. The person, you've been around enough. You've been a cattle driver. You've seen what happens when a vulture goes for an animal. 
oftentimes they go for the weak points. They go for the eyes, the mouth, any sort of opening. Mm -hmm. That's not the case here. And looking at it, you see it's because this person's eyes have been heavily sewn shut. Their mouth has also been heavily sewn shut. You can see that there are places where those vultures were able to rip some of the stitches out, but there were mm -hmm. so many stitches, like it, it was done three, four times in certain places, and the stitches have held. The body itself, there's no clothing, no boots or anything like that. Uh, and the torso has just been completely torn open by these vultures. So now that all of these uh, buzzards have passed, uh, she's just going to turn around uh, and probably see Shauna being the closest one. And just kind of with the pistol that she had out, just kind of like wave Shauna over. like. Yeah, she'll jog up. This is some something messed up here. I want both of you to make terror checks. Sure. This is going to be straight terror 50%. Okay. So that's just the percentile 50%. You cannot use jacks on this. That's Wait. a 45. That is a 31. Okay, so both of you are very shaken by this. Because this is... It's gruesome. Yeah. But you managed to keep your cool. Uh, Shauna, you've seen a lot of weird things. Sula, you're a grizzled veteran who's seen a lot Uh You've never seen this kind of stuff, but you, you've seen things that you're managing to keep your cool. And what are the so two of you doing? Turn around, you know, Shauna kind of came over first and just kind of looked back to Purdy and Sundance and again, kind of waved the gun over. Uh, I think she's, uh, you call, are you calling us? You calling Sundance and Purdy? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, Purdy will... Uh, bad wagon. Tell Henry to stay. I don't, I, think I don't think we need to hop off, hop, hop off the mountains. They just walk them on over there. All right. Yeah. Come on, Henry. Let's go. And so he'll steer the, the wagon. wagon. Gets a little bumpy. Uh, yeah. You're able to go off. It's flat. It's desert, though. You're able to do it. it it's just not quite as smooth. Not that yeah, it's ever really smooth hip. in the first place. Yeah. Uh, dusk easily goes through. No problem. The two of you, it doesn't take you long to get off the road. Now that these buzzards are gone, you can see exactly what they're looking at. Well, any any others around here? He, he He's a goner, that's for sure. It, this, there was some foulness to how he was left here, and somebody has got skill enough in stitching. I don't know. I mean, I, I got some first aid. He might have some medicine or something like that to be able to tell if he was set out here while still living. Well, I don't see any reason he wouldn't be. You don't do this. There are far more efficient ways to get rid of the bodies, and why would you stake him down if he if he was already dead? Is there any role that I could do to try and, like, recognize this as like a I'm uh, always up for ritual? negotiation because remember you also have a scholar you do have a seance skill I think that would be kind of stretching it though because this obviously has nothing to do with seance 
Uh, well, Scholar that was would my be the first one that comes to mind. Was to see if I'd hold a seance to see if we can contact the ghost. You absolutely can try. Uh, Shauna's gonna look at Purdy and should I attempt to commune? And well, that, that's entirely up to you, Shanna. I mean, you think, uh, you think you can reach out to the poor soul and well, you can do something for him and I suppose it's the, like I said, that's the kind thing to do. But it's also putting our nose in this business and it's quite violent. Did you notice the stakes? They have the same symbol as at the house. The Bartlett's. They what? The the stakes, the same symbols. And I didn't I didn't mention it earlier, but when I was taken, I I kept rolling and hitting the ground, and there was this this white rose with this five-tipped Celtic knot symbol on it that was just out of my reach and I kept trying to reach for it and reach for it and I almost had it and it cut my hand and I bled on it and then that's when my neck snapped when I hit quick point of reference uh the rose itself did not have the Celtic knot on it but it did have five thorns oh it just had five thorns okay uh well I'll say this and I I won't belabor the point, but that symbol right there does not mean anything good. In fact, it means quite the opposite. Anybody who carves that or sketches that in anything uses that to call upon powers that are beyond their comprehension. They ain't good people. You want to call out to this fellow and see if we can get more info than... Well, you can certainly try, but uh, we're also tempting fate, I think. But I'll leave it to you, Sean. It's your decision. Um, You're the conduit, after all. That's true. Uh, Sean is going to turn to the rest of the group. I'll leave it in your hands to decide if I commune with this spirit. Uh, it takes time. We'd have to stay here for a few hours. I'm in no particular hurry. The letter indicated the arrival at whatever time was convenient. So uh, I am okay with this. I may not be okay with the outcome of this, but uh, I must admit that there's a not bit of curiosity at what these proceedings might lead to. And so she turns to Sundance. You all right? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I suppose I'm fine. Uh, I have a certain, a certain obligation to you too. So uh, if you feel that this is uh, what you want to do right now, then by all means, carry on. I can usually ask about one question. What do you all have in mind? 
Well, it's either, it's either the who or the why, I'd imagine. Okay. And then you guys will watch as, as Shanna starts rooting around in her bag. And she's got this, like, little towel that she lays down that she sits on, even though it's in the mud. And then she pulls out her her crystal ball and she sits cross-legged and she just kind of, kind of holds it in her hands. Now, sometimes things can go awry when I commune. The spirits can be a little bit stronger than me. Uh, and I will be in a useless state like I was at the Bartlett's. But a pretty, pretty juice throws me in the back of the wagon usually, so... Don't worry. Don't worry about it. But if I'm out of it, I should be. I should be okay. Serpents okay. usually keep an eye on her. So this is a roll that she has to make? Yes. yes so this is a magic. Uh, since yes. Shauna is a medium, uh, she gets an extra skill called Seance, which is 25% plus her personality. Uh, and she's going to need one hour of intense concentration to prep this. Uh if there's like a raid or some sort of emergency, she has to start over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to see anything coming well before it gets to you. So you don't have too much to worry on that end. Yeah. If she's successful, she gets to ask one yes or no question. Uh, for each jack she scores, she gets an additional question or provides proof of the spirit, such as knocking or a gentle wind, some sort of spectral manifestation. Right, so it's a yes, no question. It's not like a who. Correct. Yes. So maybe we can ask uh, if it was uh, that guy from the letter who killed him or the Apache. Well, the letter would be like, really, that's like, really? I mean, that's like we're yeah. playing a a tabletop role-playing games are asking that question. <laughs> like in reality, I don't think yeah. there's anything to suggest that. So is there anything yes, else that we no would ask? Question. I mean, we yeah. could ask, I mean, you could ask about the, you can ask like did the Apache do this to you or something like that, but even still, it doesn't necessarily, it's yeah. a yes or no question. So there's only so much you're going to get. Oh, yeah. That's Has true. anybody actually looked at all of his, any clothing or anything that was left on him? Like, did we, he did we was not that? wearing any clothing. Yeah. He's naked. Oh, oh careful, I, man. This is a, <laughs> there was a, a vulture feather that was covering all the important bits so you don't have to worry about that and we've got the proper camera angles you know they're very low and good. you know their boots in front of that part we're good sure okay okay uh, so yes no i'm trying to do all it. right so let's make a roll here okay so 25 yeah. plus my 11 personality, I'll spend two jacks. Ooh, I got an 11. 11. So how many hey, jacks do you get on that? Uh, oh, uh, no. 11's a joker. Bad. You're right. 11's <laughs> yeah. bad. 11's oh. bad. Jeff remembered before I did. <laughs> No, uh, I thought it was bad. And I was like, that's why I was like, I got an 11. All right. So uh, give me a second here. Why don't you narrate what your seance looks like? So you guys just kind of watch. It's just like Shauna starts to just circle and she's breathing. 
And eventually you can kind of tell when she connects with something because she stops moving and it kind of looks like she's holding her breath and she brings the crystal ball up to herself. And that's what she's kind of like whispering weird shit to it. And um, eventually she'll just drop it into her lap and then her hands rest on her knees and uh, she has connected with something. but it might not be very good for her. All right. You have connected with something. You are used to a spirit coming and talking to you specifically. You like you hear it. Uh, You don't always see it. Occasionally you do. You've never been able to show it to someone else. Mm -hmm. You can feel some sort of blockage this time and you're still going through with it but there's some sort of metaphysical energy that is making it harder to contact the other side and you have to put more of your energy into that Mm -hmm. to pull it and normally you just extend a hand and the spirit reaches out takes your hand and you pull it to you This time you feel like you have to wrench into the other side and yank it out. You've never had to try that hard before. And you physically go flying back. And the body that's tied to the stakes begins to wriggle and writhe and pulling at these stakes. Its intestines are already pulled out from these vultures. Mm -hmm. It's stuck you immediately know that the spirit you called, you put it back into its own body. Its mouth is still sewn shut. You hear, "Mm, mm, mm," and it's thrashing at this point. Okay. Before I continue, I need to make my resilience roll to make sure that uh, (laughs) I don't... (laughs) I just got to make sure that's my resilience roll, which I did. I got a 35 over 60. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, So that's Shauna has her own peculiarity that makes seances a little bit more difficult for her. Uh, So she's got to do resilience afterwards. But she manages to maintain her personality. What are the rest of you doing as you see this, this corpse thrashing about? He's trying to talk, right? Yes, but his mouth is sewn shut. Yeah, sure. Can I just <laughs> cut it open, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you take a knife and you go over there and he's thrashing so much. Uh, however, I should have described this better. He's tied down to five stakes, one on each limb and one stake also ties around his neck, holding him up. And he's still thrashing. He's got some sideways movement, but he can't go that far. So you go over there and you kind of hold his head down and he's been in the sun for some time you you press in and you kind of like sink into the flesh and you, you get a good grip on the skull and you, your knife is sharp as can be. And you start cutting those stitches and his yelling gets louder and louder with each stitch. His mouth begins to open. However, it still feels very unintelligible. Once you finally cut it open, you hear that you see that he has no tongue. It looks to have been cut out. Well, uh, not getting much answers from uh, this fella because it seems his tongue has been cut out. 
I've I've never pulled the spirit back into a into a body before. Usually they enter enter me, and then I am the conduit. Well, if there was ever a body for that, a mistake to be unfortunate. This is the body that makes that uh, very unfortunate. And Sula wants to try to go about uh, kind of cutting some of the restraints. Hey, okay. Uh, like, uh, legs. Hey, Sundance. Does he, does he look like he's, uh, you know, there? Like he's there? You know what I mean? Hey. Hey, fella. Don't don't this, ask a question. Yes. We only get one. <laughs> Are you there? I wasn't, going, I wasn't going to ask a question. Bella, just take it easy. Relax. All right. We're going to ask you a question. Shake your head for yes. Shake your head once. Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Up and down for yes. Side to side for no. Do you so, understand? does he he calm down Balladir? he is not calming down in the slightest uh so you go to start cutting him free uh you start at say one of his feet uh, and he's still thrashing so much you you almost think twice about cutting him loose right now but you can if you want shauna is gonna just be like i don't don't totally release him We, we don't, don't know. We don't know what will happen. Right. We don't know what condition the spirit's in. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just, I'll just do the one around the neck so he can actually make the movements, like Sundance just said. All right. You cut his neck free, and he's still thrashing. It gives him a little bit more mobility to like move his spine around. Uh, any sort of cognitive ability that you would hope for, you're not getting a sense of any of that there. Shana, what is your question? What is my question? Um, should I ask his name? Gotta be yes, no, and we don't have any guesses. Oh, shit, it is a mm-hmm. yes, no. That's what I was looking for, some stuff on clothing or whatnot, but eh, nothing of the sort. Uh, uh, I guess... Uh, Shanna will ask, are you Lori Bartlett's husband? The creature in front of you physically does not do anything different. However, you feel a wave of psychic energy emanating after the question. I can't say it's positive energy, but it is in the affirmative. Yes is the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. And but I- that yes is also drowned out by wave upon wave of pain and agony and just madness. Not anger, but mental illness. This man has gone insane. Okay. Uh, at that Shauna will just kind of sigh and uh yeah this is this is Lori's husband and he is suffering we need and this is my my problem and she'll go to retrieve her gun and uh 
I'll 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 step forward and you don't have to worry your head about that. I'll I'll put this poor fella out of his misery. Thank you, thank you. Any words for the lost soul, Father? Purdy will say, uh, not know you in life. Your death came in a manner that was unfair to you. You go to the afterlife now. Do not fear about your, your lovely wife. She's alive. She will be well taken care of. And she will miss you. Farewell. And then I just, I'll just level uh, my revolver at him and say, and I just, may the sun shine upon you in the afterlife. And pull the trigger and let's put this guy, you know. Your gun goes off and it's kind of muffled from the closeness of it. And then it just hits the, the mud underneath and the creature stops thrashing. What do you guys want to do? So we were said to look for her brother. Her husband. Yeah. Are there any others? Y'all recall? Just the two. We should go check on her and make sure she's all right. There could be residual energy upon her. We should uh, bring the body with us, I would think. Add it to the uh, pile that we need to bury. Yeah, I suppose they probably have a ample graveyard back in. You think she should see this? No, I didn't say she should see it, but we can bring the body with us, wrap yeah. it up, and then she can she can have a place to go visit when she's feeling feeling the need. So this this woman said something about a curse. Yeah, that's right. Those are runes, uh, markings, the Celtic and whatnot seem a method of that cursing. Well, that there. And correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen. I'm trying to go from my memory, but that there is a symbol for. The very creature that uh, that took your friend from this world and took Miss Bartlett's husband here as well. Yeah, so for a bit more context on that, uh, the symbol is not exactly a symbol indicating Zeke, Mm -hmm. but you could feel Zeke's energy was what was charging the symbol, powering the symbol, connected to the symbol. Like It it was basically a way for a mortal to call upon him, but it's not actually anything specifically tied to him. Okay, well then he'll, so he'll, well, let me watch that back. That there is a symbol that 
calls forth certain evils, including the creature that took out your your friend and Miss Bartlett's here uh, poor husband. And uh, it seems that someone in these parts felt the need, desire, the selfishness, the greed to call forth such demonic energies. We've seen this now multiple times within the Bartlett homestead, and, well, you see it here as well. How many miles are we from the Bartlett's? Uh, you're about a day and a half away. Or day and a half. You're about a half day away from Perseverance. So let's say, like, you're traveling probably about 25 to 30 miles away. So we are a considerable distance from the Bartlett homestead, and we are... Once again, seeing someone call Zeke down. My suspicion then is that there is a party that has yet to reveal themselves that might be underlying cause of the malignancies that has been plaguing this area. So if, uh, if... Balaam was killed as a result of this uh, calling or summoning or whatever it might be. And does that mean that that woman going to perseverance might mean that there's going to be some evil set upon that town now that she left the homestead and traveled over there? Well, she could be cursed. I suppose, but... We, we didn't have much time to question her. She was not in that fit of state. We left, and I, I'm not sure what state she'll be in when we return. But she might be able to lend some context to the situation. Travelers of some kind, trouble that the family had seen within the past fortnight or so, anything that might give us leads as to who might be behind this. Or we can follow these stakes, track them buzzards, and see if we can get fortunate and find who's uh, who's setting them to to feeding on this pasture. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but it appears that uh, checking in on the good folks of Perseverance might be a good idea and make sure that there is not some uh, scene like this that we are going to come upon. Yeah, I agree with Sula. We might need to hurry back. So at this point, it's late enough in the day that you're not going to be able to make it to Perseverance by the night. Uh, Especially when you're trying to take the body back of Mr. Bartlett here. You cut him loose from the stakes. You wrap up his body as best you can with whatever tarps or fabrics you have with you. The wake of buzzards are very upset with you here. None of them like come out and attack you, but they start cawing and squawking at you from a distance, trying to scare you away from their meal. Are you guys trying to do anything specifically with the stakes, or are you just trying to take the body? Sula does not want to touch them. So if any of you want to touch them and bring them back. Uh, I think 
Sula might have already uh, touched the ones from the uh, hornet's nest, if I recall yes, correctly. So um, Sula can collect them and kind of wrap them in the same cloth. So you collect them. The stakes are a much longer bone than the ones you got from the hornet's nest. But looking at them, the runes are very similar. Uh, it appears as if they just are repeating these symbols. That buzzard is just circling overhead, the bell clinking, clanging. You pull up uh, all the stakes you can. The, there's a, about 20 of them. Uh, so you've just got a pile of bones at this point that you like use a coat or something like to turn into a bundle. Did you have a question? Yeah, so with the hornet, in order to get the hornets to stop flying, it was just removing that bone from the nest or did I have to do anything to the bone or the symbols to damage it for the hornets to it was removing it from the nest yes the it was the act of like pulling it away it was kind of stuck to the side of the house and as soon as you use that pitchfork to just pry it away the nest itself just burnt up as if it wasn't even uh a real paper nest like uh, there was just some sort of fire that consumed it and the bone fell to the ground so there was no like defacing of the bone that was required to not necessarily you might have scratched it or something like that but it it didn't seem like that was what caused it okay Uh, current poll yes the the answer is yes to that is purdy a demon 100 (laughs) percent there's some pretty uh interesting (laughs) interesting choices can um can Purdy do some sort of prayer or some kind of rumination to ensure that these stakes no longer carry nefarious power? As he is, uh, he is an exorcist, but uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, you would have knowledge of disposing of certain things, one hundred percent. Give mm-hmm. me a theology check. I'm gonna go ahead and spend two of my jacks here that i got uh, and i'm gonna make that a 99 i'm gonna need so you got a three percent chance of failure so just don't roll an 11 don't roll a 90 and don't roll a 100 <laughs> i rolled an 80 God, i spent those right, jacks that would have been a fail enough. actually yeah and you only got one jack back yeah that's true uh so your best bet and it varies from object to object of how to take away the power, how to destroy it. Bone magic is not something you've seen before. This is very unique. However, you feel like just crushing the bones, turning them to power, should take away any sort of magical resonance that is still attached to them. Now we'll uh, disseminate that information to the rest of the party so that they might aid and the destruction of these things. We must grind them to dust. Ensure no part of this demon's demon's power lingers in this world. I do believe that might be a bit uh, cathartic for me after losing two of my companions. Mm-hmm. So you grind the bones to dust. You, you put them in some sort of cloth and you just take hammers and the butts of your weapons to them and just crush them as best you can. Uh, are you keeping the powder or are you just throwing it to the wind? Hmm. 
But I know in its powdered state whether uh, anything might kind of linger or anything like that. Bone powder can be used as an ingredient for many nefarious purposes. Hmm. However, the magic that was already imbued into them would be broken irrevocably. Birdie will uh, maintain some of the powder for educational purposes. Yeah, so you're able to pour it into a leather pouch or something like that. You might have to take some coins out to uh, replace it. But you've got a, a good amount of bone powder now. And then you... The posse continues on your way. Uh, you can't get very far by the end of this day uh, before it's night and you need to camp again, but it just doesn't feel right to camp in that spot. Uh, there too many grotesque things have happened there. So you travel for another couple hours, you make camp. The night passes by uneventfully. You know that you're only a couple hours away from Perseverance, so you wake up as early as you can, start heading towards Perseverance. You're following the banks of the Rio Grande. It's a very easy trail at this point. Uh, this old wagon road has a lot of trade wagons coming through, uh, stagecoaches that, like Wells Fargo, has some gold that comes through here occasionally. It, it's a very easy road to take. You're somewhat surprised by the lack of travelers. Normally, you see some going the opposite direction. At this point, you haven't seen any yet. But that's not necessarily unusual. You're towards the south. There's not a ton of... Uh, traffic that goes uh, towards Mexico this way. Uh, most of the traffic happens up further north. So it's not entirely unusual, but it's slightly unusual. Eventually... Uh, before we get sir, close enough, uh, Sula does want to bury Jake and um, Balaam before we get too close into town. So close enough okay. so that they can be found, but like not once we get to town in like heavy traffic areas. Uh, burying two bodies will take most of the day, if you're okay with that. I believe this might be an appropriate place for me to bury my companions. I am it's okay uh, with the rest of y'all. Uh, we can mark this place off, but if we're under the impression that perseverance might be in some danger, perhaps we can check out the town, and I will promise you that once we do so, I'll come out back here and aid in the burying of your friends, but I, it would be all right. I believe maybe we should just reconnoiter with the town today as opposed to waiting another understood i can i can abide that as long as they don't as long as they don't force a burial within the city limits i would uh, not take kindly to that oh uh, i i'm sure I, I would be able to as a as a holy man though i'm sure i would have some influence on that all right and the posse splits. Sula stays back uh, with uh, probably a few planks of wood that were in the back of uh, Purdy's wagon so that she can dig because you guys didn't bring any shovels. But oh, no. It, it'll I, be, Sula agreed. Sula agreed that you agreed can, to go with. I'm sorry. Yeah, I misunderstood. Yep. Yeah. So in that case, the, the posse does not split and they continue going uh, towards Perseverance. You travel just a, another couple hours. Uh, there was a child on the outskirts of town that saw you, you see at a distance, they jump up, they wave and they go running into town. As you get closer following the banks of the Rio Grande, you can see that it flooded uh, here a bit and it flooded 
a little bit into Perseverance, but it didn't cause any serious damage. All of the buildings are raised up a little bit, so any sort of water damage would quickly recede. By the time you actually reach the town, there's a little bit of a crowd. Uh, you can see that Ignatius Freeman is standing in the center. He's the uh, 40s to 50s African man, uh, salt and pepper hair, uh, missing his arm just above the right elbow. Uh, you know him mostly as the uh, owner and operator of the Broken Spoke Saloon. And this is where we are going to end the session for the night. We will pick up next week with what is going on in Perseverance. And what happens when you roll into Perseverance with three dead bodies in your car? Yeah, yeah, and a stranger. Uh, all right, so uh, looks like the only on here we got this week is Sid here. Sid, what do you got going on? Well, you can catch me on uh, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Games Tavern channel. Playing a dirty undirty D show, playing Terran. That's our Eberron campaign. So come on, check us out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Jeff, what do we got going on? Well, we got a lot of stuff going on. Let me just double check these uh, poll results. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, What's what? Jeff, I just Purdy want you to talk like Purdy for the rest of the week. Gonna, for the rest of the session. It. <laughs> okay, I can do that for you. That's just fine. So for the rest of the week here, uh, over on Friday, right here on twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers, we are, we are playing a, a game called Hunter the Reckoning, uh, which is a, <laughs> a modern take on uh, on monster hunting. Slightly different than what we're doing here. I uh, can catch several of the folk here in that game uh, on uh, on Saturday. Uh, we are unfortunately uh, not going to have our normal one-ring game as our dwarf compatriot, uh, Floyd, he is uh, traveling abroad. Uh, so we are instead going to play a different sort of western. Uh, one sit in space as we're going to be playing a game called Orbital Blues. Uh, we got a couple week uh, adventure planned, uh, so come check that out in its place. It uh, It is a wonderful, uh, wonderful little game by the folks over at Soul Muppet Publishing. And then, uh, and then on Monday, back here on uh, on this channel, we're gonna be playing a little bit of a game I like to call Holler for Savage Worlds. And then that brings us back to Tuesday, and it's Stevens Night, the best night. Well, wow. thank you all for playing. It was a ton of fun. Thank you for the people who threw donations in chat and subs. Uh, it's always greatly appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that sub button. Uh, always appreciated. Feel free to comment. I do check. Uh, I, I don't read all the adventures and lollygagging comments, but I do read the comments for my show. So I, I will be wow. happy to answer any questions you have. Yeah, I know. I'm lazy. <laughs> this guy. Uh, who are we rating, Jeff? Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and raid Lost Caravan RPG. It looks like they're playing some Malifaux uh, through the breach. Ooh. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, thanks for everyone hanging out tonight. Thanks for the bits. Uh, thanks for the cheers, the subs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, follow the channel. If you're watching this later on, on YouTube, subscribe to the, to the channel there. Go follow all these other people on Twitter. They're far merged into us. And, uh, yeah, follow the raid uh, and watch some more RPG stuff. So, bye-bye, everybody. Bye.